Hey guys, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm not going to be doing any news at the beginning of this week's because during the interview, Anthony and I cover most of what I would normally talk about in a typical intro. I did record this episode with my guest a couple of days before Thanksgiving. We did talk about different holiday traditions and stuff like that. So if you're confused as to why we're talking about Thanksgiving instead of Christmas, that is why. Plus, the interview is a little bit longer than normal, so I just want to get right into it. And with that being said, here's the interview with Anthony. For this episode of the podcast, it is my pleasure to bring back one of my good friends. He was actually my first ever guest on the podcast. And today we're going to be recapping the 2020 MLB season and cover what's been happening in MLB free agency so far and also talk some NBA basketball. Please welcome back to the show, Anthony Lucidis. What's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. You know, just going at it day by day. Amen. How have you been since the last time you were on the show? Like, what have you been up to? It's been a while, but um, it's been landscaping, man. Keep myself busy during all this. It's uh, no one really expected like how long we'd be in the middle of a pandemic and whatnot. So yeah, going at it every day, just trying to do my thing and keep myself busy because it's very easy to fall into a trap and not keep yourself busy during something like this. So it's really been it, but following sports, glad to see some sports are about to start back up again after the season's ended. So looking forward to all that. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans? Like what are you up to for Thanksgiving? So I'm just uh, staying home with my family this year. Uh, everyone in my mom's side of the family, um, usually we all get together. This year we all said, just do it at your house and we'll see you at Christmas. And I mean, we all live within 10 minutes of each other. But um, one of those things, I guess, this year, which I mean, no big deal by any means, like keep people safe, keep people healthy, mm-hmm. go from there. So how about you? Uh, yeah, just hanging out with um, immediate family. Nice, nice, nice. Usually we go to see some extended family on my mom's side, but we're not going to do that this year for obvious reasons. So, all right, let's get right into it. What did you think of the MLB season overall? Like, do you think it was a success? Like, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was awesome, to be honest. Like, we like baseball is always considered a marathon, not a sprint. And I think this was the first year, like, we really got to see what a true sprint looks like, where every game does matter. Like, obviously, every <laughs> game matters in 162 games, but... You look at a 60-game sprint, it was more of like a college season in a sense. Obviously, they played every day and whatnot, but there was meaning to every single game and every single pitch, and I think you saw it, which I think was really fun and exciting. So, playoffs showed it too. It showed a really exciting level of baseball. What team do you think was the biggest surprise this season? I got to say the Marlins. They kind of came out of nowhere when you think about it all. Like, obviously, like, you expect, like, like, small market teams like the Rays of late to be in it every year. Yeah. Like, you knew the Padres, if they put it together with the talent they had. Yeah. But, like, no one expected the Marlins. Yeah, the Marlins to uh, to not only, like, do well during the season, but, like, win a series in the postseason and, like, compete. It really showed to what, like, Jeter and, like, their whole management staff did. Yeah. Like, the last couple of years, like, obviously, they sold all their talent, but they had to, like, replenish their farm system. And mm-hmm. they're reaping the rewards in a really quick time when you think about it. Yeah, for sure. Already. And then they actually just hired the first woman GM in all of awesome. American so awesome. sports. That's awesome. You always say, like, look how, like, overqualified she is. Like, but she's good for the game of baseball, and she's it's, – it's a very deserving honor. I was excited to see something like that because I don't think anyone expected it. And no. 
to see that happen, like was really like exciting news for like, not only baseball, but like sports and any woman that's looking to start a career in sports, considering she started as an intern. Yeah. Just like us. Yeah, man. Just like us. Like she started as an intern, like won three championships with the Yankees and now she, back in the nineties and now she's a GM. So hats that's off to her, man. Cause that, that's exciting. And I'm excited to see like what she can do because I think like she's going to really like take them to the next level. That'll be definitely exciting to watch mm-hmm. this upcoming season. Did you like the new playoff format and that they're looking to keep that play or the play in card tournament in the future? I liked it a lot. I mean, especially this year when it's 60 games, Obviously, it's shorter, so you really don't know, like, the best of the best in a sense. Like, you need to have more teams in it. But I do think it brings that excitement. And if you can maybe knock some games off a regular season, instead of being 162, you make it, like, 150, 148, but more teams get in like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's exciting for baseball. And you can really market the game well because that time of year, you're not competing. You're competing with the NFL. But I think a lot of sports fans are going to tune into the postseason of a sport. Then like week three, week four, week five of the NFL sometimes. And that's yeah. only one day a week. Baseball's every day. Exactly. And I, and I was a big fan of them playing every day in a series instead of having all the days off. Yeah. Because you play all year with, the, with a series where there's no days off and you rely on everyone on your team, and especially mm-hmm. your pitching staff. And when you have those days off, you really only have to go to like your top three, four relievers and three starters. Like you had to be able to have – depth to be able to go far and I think you saw that especially with like the Dodgers and the Rays I'd I'd keep that personally I'd keep that maybe like you get to like a five game series maybe it's three three games day off game four and five yeah but for the most part like I'm a big fan of the no days off until like at least like a seven game series. It was crazy when the wild card series started because they had, it was like March Madness. Like March Madness, yeah. man. It was exciting. It was really exciting. Like it was just baseball all day. And another thing, the game should start earlier. Yeah. Eight o'clock start times, man. Like obviously like I'm addicted to baseball. Yeah. Like if there's a close game on, like I won't, I can't fall asleep. Like I'll turn the TV off and like, I'll still be like, oh, like I got to put the game back on. And like it was eight o'clock games, man, up till one o'clock in the morning. It's like, yeah, make it like a make it like a five o'clock start. I get it. Like you want to be able to like accommodate the West Coast and all that, but like that would be the like end of the day. Like they like people would be tuning in towards the end of a game instead of like watching the beginning and then it's everyone's asleep by the end. Do you like that the National League had the or implemented the DH rule and like yes. do you think that's something that's going to be universal? It won't be back this year, I think. But it's probably going to be part of the new CBA that the yeah. yeah, the player association doesn't want to give any leverage to the league right now. So they're like, we're not we're not we did it this year, like we're not going to agree to it until we can sit down for the CBA. We'll see. Yeah. I think good for baseball. There's like obviously like pitchers hitting. It's a it's a different tactic and like yeah. how you construct your lineup and go about the game. And there's much more small ball in the National League. But I think it employs many more hitters that are just like a DH for an ex- to be honest. Like you have 15 DH spots in the American League now. You add another 15. Like it's 15 more guys that are employed that can contribute to your team. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm I'm a fan of it. Like you, pitchers don't hit at any level anymore outside of the National League. Yeah. So hopefully it's uh it comes back. Make the game a little more interesting in mm-hmm. the National League and less less changes and all that. Like less yeah. changes. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Do you think that we will see a full 162 next year? If I think yes. I think they're going to have to do it, especially like if they can safely do it, like they showed they could this year. I think if there's expanded playoffs, I think they're going to shorten the season down. But I also could see the Players Association saying, 
know like the 10 teams get in normally. Mm-hmm. I can see the Players Association saying, no, like it's a full season. We're doing this. We're not accommodating. I would be a fan of it. So I think a lot yeah. of people would, but we'll see. Plus the more baseball, especially in the postseason, will help grow the game even more. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was it? Like TBS gave them like a billion dollars to air the postseason this year. So something like that. Don't quote me on it. All right, let's get into some just baseball news in general and free agency. What do you think Theo Epstein is going to be up to after he and the Cubs mutually agreed to part ways from Chicago? So, I mean, he was always, from what I've read, he was always like from day one was like 10 years and then I'm done. And then I with, with their whole lineup, the like Schwarber, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, all those guys being free agents after um, this upcoming season in 2021 that like the franchise faces like a long-term direction where they want to go. And everyone knew he wasn't going to be there after next year. So I think like he realized in the summer, like, I think it's time, like we put someone in charge that's going to be here and like that can make those decisions. So gives him a year to be with his family, man, and go from there. So I think he'll be back in baseball. He's too smart. Oh yeah. He ended two curses, man. Like two of the longest curses in baseball history. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like the Mets throw a crazy amount of money at him to try to learn back in. But I also read something too, that like MLB could take him into the front office to help with like the pace of play, because he like said that like MLB's like entertainment aspect is like terrible with pace of play. And he goes, he's like, "I'm, I'm even guilty of it. The analytics just like, you're always going for like this, like advantageous um, matchup every time. Yeah. And so all these changes just slow the game down. Like if he's saying that, then like he kind of realized, I guess that, that like all these analytics and constant changes and like how you're going about it is just like not good for the game. You need to have yeah. more of a feel as a, for the in-game manager instead of relying on a book of numbers. Yeah. You have to understand how, how to use the numbers, but like you have to understand the feel. So like Blake Snell should have never been taken out of that game. Yeah. Cost the Razor World Series. The analytics told him take him out of the game here which I don't get because he took yeah. out the first three guys of that lineup six six times combined throughout their six at-bats. Ironically, Kevin Cash won the manager of the year. He was a great manager all year, but sometimes... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't rely on the numbers and you got to rely on the instincts. And then speaking of Tampa, pitcher Charlie Morton signed with the Braves today for a one-year $15 million deal. I'm a fan of that for Atlanta. It just adds to their depth, man. Like, he, like I was watching MLB... Network, I think, today. And someone said that, like, he can be your opening day starter. He can be your game – he can be your fifth starter or he can be your game seven of the World Series starter. And you trust him with the ball every time. So I think that was a great way to put it. Like, he'll be – he could be your number one. He could be your fifth guy. And he could be pitching the last game of the World Series when it matters the most. And he's going to always – he's going to deliver for you when you need it. So I like that signing. I was surprised they got him out of Tampa because I think he liked Tampa. But I guess they didn't offer him enough money. Yeah. Stay because he liked living in Florida and all that. So Atlanta's still close to Florida too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a little right there, the Florida Georgia line. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Plus the Braves are right there with the uh, Rays as well. I mean they were a oh, game, they got, a they game got, away yeah, from yeah. taking the Dodgers out. So oh that that's where experience really gets you. Like when you've been there, you know what it takes to win, and Atlanta just hasn't been there yet. They got that far, so soon, soon will be their time. And then two things for the Mets: Marcus Stroman signed a one-year, eighteen point nine million dollar deal, and Steve Cohen becomes the new owner of the New York Mets. There's definitely a new era of baseball in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be exciting to see what they do in free agency and how much money they're willing to spend and go out and get some good players for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like I was kind of shocked to see Stroman back. I thought him opting out in the middle of the season 
was going to hurt him. And, I mean, it was smart on the Mets to obviously put a qualifying offer on a pitcher of his caliber because mm-hmm. of the, the draft pick attached to it. But um, if he goes and signs somewhere else. So I do get that. But, like, I wonder if a lot of teams were ne- not necessarily, like, scared off, but, like, weary of signing him after just him opting out like he did in the season. Obviously, he was hurt and all that. But, like, to do it, like, the day after, like – your service days make it up to a to qualify you for free agency you don't have to play the rest of the season i see both sides of it obviously like from yeah. the players side they've been screwed over countless times with being kept down to suppress service time especially the stars and what the labor going on labor disputes so i see that and then i see like the owners being like you kind of like opted out and i get both sides of it man like i'm not really picking a side and cohen i think that's great for the mets obviously i'm a yankee fan but i think that's great for not only the city of new york the mets but also for the game of baseball because an owner of his caliber and, and like how much he's like worth and all that and what he accumulates he's a true owner of, a, of the biggest market in sports now yeah like the Wolpons, they never spent like a big market team they always operated like a small market team yeah like you're in new york like people will always want to like consume your your good like look at the yankees the yankees are good yeah but yankees, yankees are consistently and they have the reputation but like, you look at the mets Mets fans love their team. Like, I'll tell you right now, like, I think I have more fun at a Mets game, to be honest with you. It's a better fan experience than going to a Yankee game at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium is much more corporate. But I, like, Mets fans enjoy just being there. And obviously Yankee fans do too. There's no knock to them. Like, I, I would have sat at Yankee Stadium with a mask on all summer if I, if I had the option. I would have gone to all the games. I would have sat with a mask on and enjoyed some Yankees baseball. But there's just something about Mets fans. Like, they genuinely care about their team, and they'll support you always. So, Yankee fans are just ruthless. But he'll spend. He'll spend like a true big market team. Yeah. And they're saying that he's going to go after a bunch of the big four free agents this year. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. They're like a couple. They're like a piece or two away from being a very good team. Now, speaking of free agents, there are just a couple. Yeah, just a couple free agents that, according to MLB trade rumors that I picked out, that we can discuss, kind of just see what they said, kind of if you think it's a high or low offer on the contract and where you think they might go. So, for the first one is the most popular free agent is Trevor Bauer. He's the 2020 and all Cy Young Award winner. MLB Trade Rumors had him going for four years to the Dodgers for $128 million. I don't see him going to the Dodgers. I don't either. I think you look at what they have and what they've spent on already and what they're going to need to spend on. Obviously, you have Bellinger, you have Seager, mm-hmm. you have all these guys. And then, they, then you have Walker, Walker Bueller. Yeah. Obviously, Walker Bueller is what? Two th- he's at least two years, maybe three years into his career. You're going to have to pay him at some point. You know, yeah. pay all these guys. Obviously, the Dodgers have the money to do do these kind of things because it's always like it's LA. Oh, they signed this guy too. Like, great. Like, yeah, I mean, they do that deal. Yeah, Mo- it's on Mookie. I know, and it's that just still like, hurts. Like, you didn't expect that. I really didn't no. expect to sign. I thought he was going to end up back with the Red Sox. I'll be honest. Like, I I honestly thought he was going to go to the Dodgers for a year and then end up back in Boston. It just made too much sense. They reset their luxury tax and they could they could pay him that contract he got. But I think he just actually enjoyed LA. I don't blame him. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't blame him either. But um, I don't see Bauer going there. I see Bauer ending up on a one-year deal, and he makes a ton of money, or he takes a five, like a four-year, one twenty-eight. We'll see. I mean, he could go anywhere, man. Really, like, I mean, any team basically would want him. I mean, I don't see a team that really like if the, like, want like him. the Yankees are going to say, yeah, let's throw one year at Bauer. But it's like he's like said before, like he's going to take a one-year deal. Like he wants more than what Cole is getting because Cole's the highest-paid pitcher. 
Yeah. So he would make more than $35 million a year for one year. Yeah. You can't do that this year. They got some key free agents. DJ, baby. DJ, yeah. Dude just hits. Yeah. I think he resigns with the Yankees. MLB trade rumors had DJ LeMahieu going to the Blue Jays for four years, $68 million. He won the batting title this past year, right? Yeah. And he's a pretty solid infielder, too. Yeah, he's a he's a go Glover. He, uh, I personally, I don't think he leaves New York. He's even said that like, he wants five years from the Yankees but it'll take less money. And I can see the Yankees doing that, being like, you're going to take less money, but take an extra year. Like, why not at this point? I don't know how old he is, but he's a good piece to have. One hot take, I think the Yankees trade Glaber and a pitcher to the Cleveland Indians for Lindor. Oh, wow. I think it's a hot take. So hear me out. Hear me out. Obviously, the Yankees love Glaber, right? Yankees love Glaber. But how do you improve your team when you weren't that great defensively? And it started at the shortstop position. Mm-hmm. You had a gold glover at second, and you had a gold glove candidate at third in Geo. And you're taking on Lindor, consign him to an extension if you want. You trade Glaber, because Glaber's got years of control still, to Cleveland that Cleveland wants. Because like, Cleveland competes every year. So mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want to bring in short like a like players that are too young. You could bring in Glaber to kind of like fit that. But I mean, you never know. I just think that's my hot take. I think I think that's the trade that happens that no one talks about. You get one of the best shortstops in the league, you know? Yeah. But then the Yankees can say we could just sign him in the offseason next year. But so the Yankees like to do that now. They like to yeah. keep the prospects and trade and sign guys in the offseason. Like that, that whole that, Chapman thing with Chicago. That would that had the writing on the walls that he was coming back to New York from the beginning. He yeah. like genuinely loved New York, and you could tell. Like when yeah. there were like rumors in 2019 about him opting out, he like literally posted a picture like that day and was like, I love New York. Like I'm here to stay. Like I'm never leaving. <laughs> and it was like, and then he was like hashtag Chapman swag. So another free agent. Speaking of the Mets, is JT Real Muto? MLB trade rumors had him at a five-year, one twenty-five million dollar contract. Or he is a former member of the Philadelphia Phillies. Personally, I think Philly would be stupid for letting him walk because you paid exactly. Plus, you paid Bryce Harper all that money, and you want to make you want to show him that. Mm-hmm. They're serious about winning and letting him go to a division rival, like that would not obviously go well. So Yeah, no, I mean I agree with that. It's just gonna be a matter if uh Cohen throws more money than anyone else at him. That's a good way to put it. I think if he signs with the Mets, it's just gonna be because Cohen gave him more money than anyone was gonna give him. So we'll see, man. It's it's gonna be an interesting free agency. It's either gonna be a lot of money gets thrown around or nothing gets thrown around. Yeah. And I think some players are gonna be more than willing this year to take a one year deal because they oh, want to bet on themselves to get back. Bet on the themselves and then next year when the cap or there's no cap, but like mm-hmm. when more money is available. Yeah, when revenue is available, then they'll be more than mm-hmm able to take a longer contract with it'll be interesting to see because especially because there's no winter meetings this year so you're not going to have the owners all owners and or the or the gms all in one place at once like everything's going to be virtual so i think it's going to be a lot harder to like trade and do these kind of things when were winter meetings usually they would be like the first week of december oh so like next week they 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 always flip between nashville san diego and vegas uh, vegas nashville's big nashville nashville and vegas like they're two big ones so another one, which is going to pain me if he leaves the Red Sox, which is the writings on the wall, but uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. was projected for two years, $16 million to the Astros. And this is going to kind of a, be dependent on a free agent later that the Astros will probably lose. Jackie Bradley is one of the best defenders in the outfield. He's a gold glove award winner, been nominated multiple times, and he's had some pretty clutch hitting. Um, Not the best hitter all the time, but when it mattered most, especially in um, 2018, came up with some huge hits. So 
Oh, absolutely. I uh, well, one. I'm a big South Carolina baseball fan for for college. So like, I watched Jackie Riley Jr. play in college when they went to the, when they won two college World Series, mm-hmm. which is cool. And see like kind of like the guys that were part of that team because they were all very good players. But um, I could see that happening absolutely, especially with the Astros probably losing George Springer. I mean, you never know; they might keep him because he always seems to be the hottest hitter in baseball come the postseason, which just makes no sense because sometimes he looks like he can't hit a baseball to save his life. But I like that signing for them. I mean, I think Jackie Bradley Jr. is a, is one of the best center fielders in the game. Obviously, yeah. like he gets paid for his defense. Yeah, absolutely does. But like that's value that like you need to have on your team. Oh, yeah. Like two years, 16 million. I think that's fair for a guy like him. And especially the Astros try to like keep their like defense where it was at. Yeah. And try to diversify their lineup a little bit. But I think losing Springer is going to hurt them in the postseason more than adding uh, Jackie from postseason time. Now we can touch on Springer. The MLB trade rumors had him going to the White Sox. Five years, $125 million. I could see that. Yeah, they're another team that's right on the cusp. Of- well, their talent is young and cheap. Yeah. When their talent's young and cheap, you can splurge in free agency. Like, you look like they have Keuchel, right? They, yeah, they signed Grandal to that to that deal. Like they've they've brought in guys to like add to what they have. So they could, they got something they can definitely do. So yeah. I, I I do like that. That definitely enhances their team. It makes them a better team. Didn't they have the um, rookie of the year too? Uh, hold on, I'm gonna double check on this. What's our fact checker like Joe Rogan has? <laughs> yeah, I'll fact check myself. It was oh no, it's no, it was the Seattle. Oh, Kyle Lewis. No, Kyle. Seattle. Who who am I? Oh, he beat out Lewis Rock. Okay. They have a guy that was nominated for Rookie of the Year. That's what it was. I feel like they had a, an award winner on the White Sox this year, though. Uh, Abreu. Jose Abreu got the MVP. Yeah, so they have the American League MVP. So Lemay, he should have been the MVP. But what am I to say? He, he got snubbed two years in a row. So, yeah, White Sox for George Springer, that's a definitely a good possibility. And then another one is Marcelo Zuna. It's projected four years, $72 million to the Nationals. He's a good DH option or a left fielder. He's more known for his offense than anything, but the Nationals getting a bat like that could definitely help. Oh, definitely help their lineup. You take some pressure off like Soto and other guys, but and Trey Turner. I do like that. I mean, I think they continue to build a, a good team, especially when like you lost uh, Rendon. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's a good piece to add, especially some offense to add to that lineup because that lineup, when it gets going, it can be a very dangerous lineup. Yeah. Especially with the guys that get on base consistently, and then you have the power guys behind them. I mean, they did win the World Series two years ago. Oh, yeah, man. That was one of the best runs of all time. Won yeah. every single elimination game. That's crazy. Um, Mashahiro Tanaka, three years, $39 million, and is projected to stick with the Yankees. Uh, do you think the Yankees keep him? Or? Yeah, I think so. I think he's a good veteran piece to have in your rotation, like a three or four guy. He's not a one or two anymore, obviously. No. He's gotten older, but um, he lived up to that contract they gave him. Obviously, like he got hurt that first year, but like he never needed Tommy John surgery, never needed anything else. I was a fan, man. You knew when the game, when the big games came, he was going to pitch well, and he always yeah. showed that. And he's a, he's a pro. He's a he's a true gamer, like Morton. Yeah, Morton had more has more consistency the last couple of years. But like Tanaka, same way. Like come postseason time, like he's ready to go. And I'm a I always liked him. He uh, you put the ball in his hands, and you knew more times than not, good things were gonna happen for your baseball team. And then the MLB trade rumors has Jock Peterson going for uh, two years, eighteen million to the St. Louis Cardinals. And that's definitely something that I can see because he's a cheaper outfielder. That's a pretty solid power hitter, and he is coming off his World Series one 
with the Dodgers. And like we said before, um, he's 29 as of right now. So it would give him another option to play for another two years and then test the free agent market again at 31, which is kind of his prime. So. Yeah, I uh, I like that. I think, he's, I think he'd be a good fit there, especially like he's a pretty good defender. He can, uh, I mean, he hits well. So I'm a fan of that. I think that's a good fit for them. Absolutely. Another one is Liam Hendricks for three years, $30 million to the Phillies. MLB trade rumors had him as the best reliever on the free agent market in the 2020 season. He had an ERA of 1.78 and struck out 37 batters in 25 innings pitched. Um, yeah, he definitely had a really good year. He's been pretty consistent the last few years. Um, I think that's a good signing for Philly if that does happen. I think you could see a lot of bullpen hungry teams go after him. Like, Oh, yeah. You'll be surprised if like the Rays try to make a little sweep at that, especially for like to add just another arm to that pitching staff because they're yeah. very unconventional with how they go about it. So yeah, I think that's a team that you could say like they paid three years, 30 million to Morton. Like obviously they got hit hard from like not having fans in the stands and all that, but they also like went far in the postseason and they gained some viewership and probably gained some revenue from that. So I think Philly's a good signing for him, but like I could see Tampa make a run for sure. And then Michael Brantley, two years, 28 million to the Braves. It's a really good signing. He's a true, he's a pro's pro. Yeah. He, uh, I think Houston would be silly to let him walk. He's one of the best on-base guys in the league, hits, hits 300 and walks, and he's going to be an everyday guy for you. Obviously, he was hurt in Cleveland all those years, but um, yeah. he knew that talent was there. It was just a matter of him putting it together. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his, and he uh, hopefully he finds somewhere that he's uh, happy at because I, I knew his agent when I met him in the winter meetings. So to oh, see yeah. a, and a guy like Brantley was one of his favorite guys. So hopefully Brantley uh, – makes it go somewhere that he enjoys and then another one was trevor may two years 14 million of the giants uh he was a solid reliever previously on the twins that'd be a good signing i think i do think though that uh the giants are definitely close to putting a very good team back together um yeah. especially they get some of these bigger contracts after this year upcoming year to uh come off the book. So it'll be exciting to see, especially San Francisco's got a good fan base and they made a run at it this year at the uh, one of the wildcard spots. One of the big things that I think teams are also considering is what's the postseason format going to look like mm-hmm. when that's why a lot like if a lot of teams knew that there weren't going to be days off in the postseason a lot of teams would have traded for more arms yeah. they were a lot of, i know a lot of teams weren't happy that uh that there were no um no indications of days off not being a thing in the postseason yeah i like the signing by the giants because he had a almost 40 percent strikeout percentage this past year he was ninth among all mlb relievers and fourth among all of the relievers that are current free agents. So that would be definitely a pretty solid pickup for anybody that would go after him. And then one that is a guy that I really do admire, been in the league for a while, John Lester, former Red Sox, and MLB trade rumors had him at a one-year, $5 million contract to the Atlanta Braves. And that would definitely be a huge veteran presence on that team, maybe help them get over the hump. Mm Because, I mean, he's in his late 30s, um, doesn't have too many years left. But spent 15 years in the league, you know, been around the block a couple times, won oh, a couple of ring, won a couple of rings, um, two with Boston and one with Chicago in 2016. So I've heard some potential rumors of him maybe coming back to Boston. I don't see that happening, but mm. would love to see that happen. I wouldn't necessarily maybe see him go to the Braves. I think I think they have such a strong rotation already. You're not gonna like you're not gonna bump Ian Anderson out of the rotation. You have Freed. 
So, uh, mm-hmm. They have Soroka too, Soroka, right? yeah. They just got Morton. That's four arms right there. So I think they're pretty set in the rotation department. That'd be cool to see him end up in Boston. I wouldn't even be surprised to see him just call it a career after. Especially with uh, with Epstein being out now. I could see Lester maybe taking a little uh, early, early retirement. Yeah, I don't blame him. Three championships over 15 years, man. You can't yeah. ask for more than that. No, and the dude be cancer too. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was one of the greatest stories when, when he came back. So, and then two more that are both veterans on the St. Louis Cardinals. MLB trade rumors had Yadier Molina going for a one-year $10 million back to the Cardinals. And they also had Adam Wainwright for a one-year $6 million deal going back to the Cardinals. Both of those guys are kind of in the same boat where they kind of want to finish their career out in St. Louis. Oh, um, Yeah. I uh, I don't think the Cardinals should ever let Yadier Merlina leave. He's one of the just smartest defensive catchers in the history of baseball. And I think him and Wainwright are just two good mentors to have around. And they put up, I think they both put up decent years this past year. I don't really, I really didn't see their statistics this year. But um, those are St. Louis lifers, man. Like, it's either they play there or they retire. Molina and Wainwright want to play longer. So, I mean... Maybe, maybe they both end up signing somewhere else than St. Louis, but um, that would be nice to see. I would like to see them back there because they're they're the face of St. Louis of the St. Louis Cardinals team. So and the Cardinals are doing pretty well still. So mm-hmm. where did they finish this year in the uh, Central? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Oh, they were in second. They were second in their division. They made the playoffs. Thirty and twenty-eight. Their top two made it from every team, so they must have. Yeah. They played the Padres in the uh, in the wild card round. Okay, that makes sense. The Padres won that series two to one. So let's switch gears a little bit, and we can talk about the NBA just a little bit. Their season is a seventy-two game season that's starting December twenty-second, and the Toronto Raptors are going to be starting the season in Tampa, Florida, because of the they can't cross the border into mm-hmm. Canada and back they're going to be playing at emily arena which is the home of the tampa bay lightning and then the nba is also keeping in the play-in tournament for the seven and eight seeds in each conference which i think is going to make things a little more yeah, seven through ten to play throughs i like that i think that's a good experiment to have absolutely it gives them more of a exciting feel to yeah. early games you don't expect an eight to beat a one a seven to beat a two but like before that you get a seven and ten and i think that's really good for Kind of what baseball did with all the teams. Obviously, every team played in the wild card round. Yeah. But um, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it to allow some teams in and create a little excitement and buzz right now. That, and then it's good for um, the Raptors being the only NBA team in Canada. Like, you have an entire country watching one team. But at the same time, like, it gives the NBA a chance to look at a different market for a whole year like this, which is good for the league just to see. I see how it goes. I mean, obviously, like, Tampa. I don't know how the Lightning do with fans, but like, obviously the Rays struggle to bring fans in. But I don't, I've, the Lightning just won the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah, they're no, they're a huge hockey town. Yeah, like so I mean, hey, it gives you a chance to put another team in for a market. Why wouldn't you do it? You know, I mean, Florida's already got the magic and the um. Sure, the heat. if it's a fast, if it's a fastly growing area in Tampa, and you can build some fans. You remember too, like if the games are in Florida, like they're, they're probably going to allow fans there because they've been more open with their businesses yeah that's true that's a good so it's a good spot for them to make some money because if they went to jersey they wouldn't make any money with fans in the seats who knows if the league is going to do something kind of like they did in the bubble where it's going to be like universal across like are they going to allow fans or not i mean i know well well, they're they're all allowing it it's just up to the state like the league is allowing it up to like oh it is like the like the Warriors owner wants like fifty percent capacity, but he also invested like millions of dollars into like Operation Dub Nation that was like working on like being able to have like 
rapid test that you know in like minutes if someone's allowed in or not. Interesting. Yeah. So he put a lot of money into a whole testing system. So like they can let fans in so he can make money. It's smart when you think about it. Like if you want to allow fans in during this, you have to invest some money into it to be compensated for it. Oh, definitely. Otherwise your fans ain't coming in. (laughs) So we have the play-in tournament and then it's going to be kind of trying to get the NBA season kind of back on its normal schedule after the season obviously had to pause back last year in March and it was kind of honestly really fun having the NBA on during the summer like it was something that's obviously never happened before yeah absolutely but like you know instead of just having baseball in the summer which I love baseball but there's only they were competing they were competing with a couple sports at the same time which made it tough especially when like summer is baseball season then like hockey was playing too so yeah exactly you had the NFL starting up so it was just uh it was a lot at once you know it was great I loved it oh it was great oh absolutely it was just in terms of like viewership, it definitely didn't help. No. And then just get into some free agency. I know that you're a big Brooklyn Nets guy. I know that they signed Joe Harris to a uh, deal. What was it four years? Something? Four years, 80 mil. And then there were also trade rumors going around about Harden wanted out of Houston, like would you have been on board with Harden coming to Brooklyn or like anytime you get a chance to add one that had to have three of the best players in the league on one team? Yeah. It's a recipe for success. But me personally, I'm a fan of the guys they have and what they can do. Obviously, like the year 2018 19, when they made the playoffs out of nowhere, like they weren't expected to compete with Philly, but they played a really, they, they got gentlemen swept. They lost in five, but they played hard every game and some questionable officiating could have swung the series their way. You look at the guys they had on that team, obviously you lost D'Angelo Russell when you added Mm -hmm. Kyrie and KD, but you brought a lot of that team back. And they made the coaching change right before the end of the season or the bubble or the season stopped. Yeah. And Jock Vaughn went 2-0. They beat the Lakers and then and then they go to the bubble. They go five and three in the seeding games. He was seven and three as a head coach. You added Steve Nash as your head coach, which I think is a really good hire. I think he's a very smart basketball IQ. And you look at the staff he put together. Oh, but yeah. I mean, back to the whole Harden thing. I think what they have now, I think, is finals contender. But that would I think it would just I think Harden would make them a finals favorite. It would be hard to bet against them, but my, the only thing that not that I have an issue with is just like Kyrie and Harden are both so ball dominant it would be hard to kind of oh, yeah. be like try to figure out what mm-hmm. how to play their um how to play but, their style i don't know it'd be interesting to see i think they i think they'd all work out i mean no one thought miami would work with lebron and the big three yeah golden golden state's big three no one thought it would work when you add that talent someone takes a back seat to make it work so like Kevin yeah. Love took that back seat in Cleveland all those years with LeBron and Kyrie. We'll see. I think it's a good I think it I don't think it happens, but yeah. I think Houston wants too much for him. They said they want Durant or Kyrie for him because they, they think they're still in win now mode as they are. But I think yeah. adding DeMarcus Cousins too, I think is definitely trying to keep hard in there. So yeah, definitely. I feel like they signed somebody else too. Maybe well, they traded for Ariza and then shipped him out, and he was like Harden's friend. So who really knows? <laughs> Interesting. But at least they signed Boogie Cousins, um, which is a pretty big signer. So and then the former team that we work for, the Charlotte Hornets, drafted Lamelo Ball number three overall, and they ended up getting Vernon Carey Jr., um, a center out of Duke, and they also signed Gordon Hayward, which kind of came out of nowhere. But I do like the signing for four years, one hundred. 120 million. I think that they're going to be 
I don't know if they're a playoff team, but I think they're definitely pushing for that play-in series. Oh, they're going to be an exciting team just to watch, too. They may not win this year, but, I mean, sometimes it's just building the right pieces in place yeah. to attract that player to get you over the hump. Like, look at the Nets. The Nets were so bad for how long? And all of a sudden, they made the playoffs, and then they went in one, after one year, they got Kyrie and KD. So I kind of see the same thing happening. LaMelo Ball is going to bring a lot of excitement to Charlotte. Absolutely. Yeah. There's an excitement about him yeah and i think the gordon hayward signing goes back to when he signed the offer sheet in 2014 yeah they were interested in him then yeah the, yeah he signed that offer sheet with charlotte and then the uh the jazz, jazz. i think that's a good signing i mean he can stay healthy he's a very good piece to have they uh they're definitely on the right track so i'm a big fan of vernon Carey jr he led the yeah. country in double doubles or something like that yeah, in college. So like like that game will translate to the NBA. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Plus, one of their big things that they needed to address was rebounding, and mm-hmm. they did that in the draft for sure. Oh, absolutely. So the Lakers went out and got better than what they already had because they ended up getting the sixth man of the year and uh, Montrezl Harrell, and they ended up getting the runner up and Dennis Schroeder as well. Obviously, they did lose a couple of pieces like Avery Bradley mm-hmm. and um, Rajon Rondo in free agency and. Dwight Howard as well. That's a big loss for them. But they ended up getting Marcus All as well to replace him. Oh my god! They, uh, it's like the war. I mean, it's not as crazy as the Warriors were when they had KD, but it's it's a uh, very. It shows a lot. It shows a lot of very talented guys taking. I mean, I don't know what Harrell and um, Schroeder signed for, but like Gasol's yeah. not taking a lot. Like, yeah, I don't think they took a lot, and they haven't re-signed Davis yet. So who knows? Yeah, he's going back there. But... Oh, he's definitely going back there, but. They probably are trying to see what they can get other players for. And I guess like see. I guess they're waiting to see what Giannis does before he makes a move. I heard something about that. Because like it might be better for him to take a one year deal and leave like a ton of cap space and they can lure him to LA, but who knows? That would be just complete overkill if they go they just be they, they could just be going up against the monsters all just bigger than you Giannis and lebron and anthony davis all on the same team good luck. to be bigger faster stronger than you <laughs> good luck beating them and then the oklahoma city thunder kind of just like jumping ship they literally shipped anyone and everyone out of town that they could steven adams got traded chris cp3 Mm-hmm. Got shipped to Phoenix. Gallinari left in free agency. They obviously traded Schroeder. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they have 15 draft picks for the next, like, six first-round draft picks for, like, the next six years or something like that. Oh, they're loaded. I think Sam Presti necessarily wanted to win this past year. No. But they did. And, like, it allowed him to sell high on all those guys. Yeah. And so I definitely uh, – I get what he did. He wanted to restart it from scratch and build it back up. And I think now's the time to do it. And they still have some good pieces there. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll be back before you know it. I mean, I hope so, but we'll see. Yeah, they, they literally shipped, like, everybody out of town. Oh, I know. Shea just Alexander's, like, the their best player. I mean, he's a, he's a solid oh, yeah. player, though. I still can't believe the Clippers got rid of him. I know. Were there any other signings that you think that – stood out or that surprised you or not really i kind of expected a lot of these young guys to get those extensions but yeah because tatum got extended um darren bam Bam. it didn't surprise me but i just thought with like where the league was at this year that teams weren't gonna extend those kind of big contracts this year especially for like the younger guys but it's good to see yeah, definitely. There's still a good amount of money in the mm-hmm. league, even though they lost a good amount when they went to Orlando. 
Um, yeah. That whole operation was insane. How the teams were able to, like the NHL and the NBA were able to do that. Yeah. I mean, baseball went into a bubble eventually. Like all playoff teams were required to be in like hotels the last like two weeks, even if you were like at home games to like put you all like in one spot. But, um, and then when they went to the playoffs, it was all bubble. But yeah, I'm glad to see it worked. So, yeah, me too. It worked and we were able to get sports back. Mm hmm. We'll do some getting to know you questions. I know we did this last time, but I've got some uh, different ones. Are you a morning or a night person? Definitely a night person. But once I get my cup of coffee in me in the mornings, like I'm good to go. So definitely need that coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah, man. How do you drink your coffee? Black? Yeah. That's how I always started. And I can't put anything in it. I don't know how you do it. Just call me call me crazy, man. I, I it's, just, no, it's I, better I, for you that way. It's better oh, it's for so you much that better way. For you. Absolutely. And like, I like mixing blends, like different coffee blends to see how they come out. So. Oh yeah. True. Like, I enjoy like a good cup of coffee. I won't lie. Amen. If you could have a meal with one person, past or present, who would it be and why? Oh, that's tough, man. I want to I wanna say like Mariano, man, but there's part of me that just like wants to like sit down and like have a meal with D'Angelo Russell and just like learn about his experiences. Oh, yeah. That's who I was thinking you might pick. <laughs> yeah, man. Or when you said Mariano, I was thinking maybe Jeter too. Yeah, I mean, one of those guys, but I think those are just so like basic almost. Yeah. yeah. I would even say, man, if I got a chance to sit down with like a Joe Rogan. Oh, I yeah. Very smart intellectual right there, man. Like, or Elon Musk. Like, those yeah. Guys, the list is endless. Definitely. What I have at my table. <laughs> How about that instead of one person, right? Yeah, exactly. Favorite type of shoe? I know you're a big sneaker guy. Oh, man, I'm a big sneaker guy. I'm, I love the 11s, man. But I will say, the last like six months, I really haven't worn any of my other sneakers. I just really wear one pair. I wear uh, the uh, Infinity Reacts, man. Comfiest shoe I think I've ever had. I don't wear anything else anymore. Oh, wow. Which is really bad considering how many I have. <laughs> <laughs> like they're comfy like i have like my golf shoe now like i got i got them in a golf shoe they're the comfiest shoe i don't even time i leave them in the factory knot and they just fit to my foot oh that's awesome but yeah i mean dude definitely the 11s there's something about them just like the style with like the with the leather going around and mm-hmm. stuff and that but those off-white jordan fives i have now man it's just kind of just itching at me <laughs> burning a hole in your pocket keep them or sell them who knows who knows what i'll do but if, I, got, you, I have i have a good collection that i've built up so you get stuck on a deserted island and can only take three things with you what are they who uh is there electricity on this island um yeah i would bring my phone strictly for music like i'm in a deserted island right I'm, yeah. i have no contact with anyone i would bring my phone just for all my music like nothing but i could have no cell service i just want my music that as long as i can charge it too because you got to be able to charge it otherwise i'm screwed after a day i probably bring my baseball glove and a ball in case someone's there and wants to play catch i'm just like trying to think like what's in my room that i would want to bring but i really can't figure that one out that's a, those are two good options though yeah i mean maybe i would bring uh and maybe and my future dog oh exactly bring a tennis ball play oh, that's why i got the baseball <laughs> exactly well, true there you go what's your favorite um thanksgiving food my grandma's stuffing can't go wrong with stuffing dude there's just something about it, man, that like, I kind of, I kind of steal it from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like the leftovers, like I make sure I take like a tray of leftovers of just stuffing every year. I'm dead. So I don't know how I'm going to do it this year with everyone being separated, but. Yeah. Figure it out a way somehow. Yeah. And honestly, just the leftovers in general, just always are so good. 
Yeah, there's actually a place up in Syracuse that my dad was watching an episode of Diners, Drives, and Dives Mm -hmm. on the Food Network, and they do waffles. And what this place did, they make waffles out of like anything. It was like a Thanksgiving episode, and the guy that was in the episode made a like Thanksgiving like waffle. So he took stuffing, put it in a waffle maker, made a waffle out of it, and then put like hot turkey, mashed potatoes, and like cranberry sauce on it. And it looked cool. absolutely amazing. Ooh, it that bl- sounds so good. It blew Guy Fieri's mind. He's like, I'm stealing this. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Western New York and their gizmos of food. The garbage plates. Those are unbelievable, man. I had, I had one, but it's a heart attack on a plate. What is it? I don't think I'm... So it's been, so it's like it's like a Rochester thing. It's uh it's like your choice of like a burger, like hot dog, chicken tenders yeah. or whatnot, and then it's like fries, like any type of fry you want, and yeah. then mac salad, and then there's like like meat sauce on the top of it, and then like you like cut it, cut the burger up, mix it all together, bro, and like you just eat it as like one, like ketchup oh, and mustard yeah. on it, like it's good. Well, I had it once, like it's like a heart attack on a plate, man. I love it. It's good. Like the Rochester Red Wings, the AAA team. Yeah, used to be with the Twins. Now they're actually with the Nationals, which is really exciting for them because the uh, one of my teammates, his mom, is the owner of that team. So it's really oh, exciting. That's awesome. they, they were picked up that quickly. But um, but on like Thursday nights during the year, they become the Rochester Plates, <laughs> and they have like jerseys and everything. So it's, it's it's pretty cool what they do. Favorite class you took in college? I don't know if you really have one, or like what was an interesting class that you took that I really liked sport law. That really intrigued me, especially doing a baseball arbitration case and mm-hmm. winning it. Nonetheless, yeah. and making Jake Lamb a lot more money than the other than the team was uh, trying to put out there. But um, that or capstone or research, I think, would be up there. Like my capstone class, where we made a uh, NBA preseason game in Buffalo because we had to create an event that's never yeah, been done yeah, yeah. before. So we brought the Clippers back to Buffalo for it, pitched it to um, executives from Bills, Sabres, or like Pagula Sports, the uh, Key Bank Arena, and other people, like a couple other judges. So like that was oh, like wow. a three, three and a half hour presentation. And that was fun. That was something really cool we got to do and like really research what doing an event really goes into. And then my research paper, yeah. uh, baseball contracts, and how they've changed during the 20 or 2010 yeah, yeah. decade. Those, those three, really, man. I can't pick one, but those three yeah. were definitely up there for me. Do you collect any type of sports memorabilia? Like, do you have a collection of, like, cards or something? I'm a sucker for really nice jerseys. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a sucker. It's a, it's a problem for me, too. I just bought the – so I bought the Nets retro jersey they came out with this year. Uh-huh. I got Joe Harris before he even re-signed. Wow, oh, yeah, that much faith in him that he was going to re-sign? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like – I knew I wanted – like, I saw they came out, and I was like – like the day they came out, and I'm sitting in like the, the work truck uh-huh. on my phone, and I'm like, I really want this jersey, and I know they're going to bring back Joe Harris, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And the jersey came in like a week before like free agency started, and I was like, Joe Harris is back. I can take the tags off and finally, because otherwise I would have to return it. But that, and then I do have a signed uh, Carmelo jersey from Syracuse. We won the national championship in my room. Oh, that's sick. So, uh, and I've always said if um, – Syracuse ever makes another national championship in my lifetime. Yeah. I'm going to wear it during the game. That'd be sick. Bring some good luck to Cuse. So in 2016, they went to the final four. I called my mom and I was at school. I was like, mom, like I need you to mail me my, my mellow Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, go, I made a promise to myself. If they ever make championship game, I'm going to wear it for good luck. Cause it's yeah. the only time I've ever won a championship. Yeah. And sure enough, dude, she mailed it up to me. Then they lost in the final four to, to North Carolina. Jeez. But that was one that was the craziest run, man. I never had more fun watching Syracuse in March Madness in my life. 
Oh, I bet. Um, do you have a favorite holiday tradition that you like for around Christmas time or like Thanksgiving or, or it's just something that you guys do that you you and your family do? Or I always love watching college hoops at like the Garden or Barclays Center around Christmas time and especially yeah. Thanksgiving. Like last year, I went to the Barclays Center for Syracuse and Penn State, I think, or maybe they played Oklahoma State, but. I like I like to go to basketball games during like the holidays because mm-hmm. it's exciting. Oh, for sure. And they're all in the biggest markets at that point. Especially like I mean, because the NBA is always like on Christmas or something. Oh, like I mean, that. it's always on Christmas, man. Like I mean, but also my favorite holiday tradition definitely is Thanksgiving Eve to the bars. That can't happen this year. Waking up Thursday, Thursday, just hungover, and you kind of just like sleep until dinner until uh, dinner's ready. Nothing beats it. Mm. <laughs> Nothing beats it. Yeah, sleeping is great for sure. And then kind of one last question. If you could play a game with horse with one NBA player, past or present, who would it be? D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. 100%. I would say Joe Harris, but I'd lose I'd lose because he would outshoot me. D'Angelo Russell, at least like I could try to like, I would just be starstruck and just want to like, yeah. I, remember, dude, I remember when we were in Charlotte, man, and Golden State played. Yeah. And we had the uh, big performance before the game because it was Breast Cancer Awareness Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herman and so I, had to be down, I was down on the court taking pictures of like the performance and stuff. And yeah. the performance ended and I'm walking from half court back to the tunnel. Yeah. And all of a sudden they go right into the player announcements for Golden State. And D'Angelo Russell was the first player. And I'm walking down the sideline, right? Walking down the sideline. Yeah. And then all of a sudden D'Angelo Russell gets called. He's like this close to me. And I like turn and I'm like, oh my God. Like I'm fan, I'm fan, I'm fanboying right now. Like <laughs> I got to walk away. Yeah. But, like, I mean, dude, I sat during, like, shoot-around for, like, two hours just watching him go through his routine. I'm surprised you didn't pass out when he was right next to you. The ball boys asked me, like, what are you doing down here? I was like, that's my favorite player. And, like, he looked, but, like, he didn't look because he didn't, like, turn around because, like, I had a Hornets badge on, so. Yeah. I Yeah. We all got our fandoms, man, but I learned how to uh, separate it from oh, yeah. my personal fandom to – um. The team that you work the for. Team. And I, dude, I love Charlotte, man. I, I, oh, yeah. I wish, I wish success to that organization and all the people that work there. Cause oh, yeah, me too. Seeing what goes into it, man, was definitely exciting. Oh, definitely. Plus, they have a great um, upside this year, and I think they're going to do oh, pretty yeah. well. And there's no other NBA team really near them, so Charlotte like embraces them. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no other team. I mean, the closest the one. Yeah, you got the Panthers, uh, and you got the um, Fal- or, Hur- Hurricanes and Raleigh. The Hurricanes, yeah, and then the closest the NBA team you have is uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta or DC, which is like six hours away yeah. or five, something like that. Mm-hmm. So they'll um, be good. They'll be exciting this year, hopefully. Sure. I like the retros. I might get them. I might have to get them. I know those are. Did you see? You saw the new city jerseys, right? Like the mint ones. Yeah, I definitely might have to put like Granthony on the back of it, but <laughs> I might have to. Cause I don't want to get a mellow ball, a little mellow ball jersey. Cause everyone's gonna have a Lamelo ball jersey. Yeah, like that's why I get Joe Harris. Cause no one gets Joe Harris. Everyone gets Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like that's just how it goes, man. Like I maybe one day I'll buy a jersey, one of their jerseys, but I like the guys that are there, that were there. Like I would pay a lot of money to get a 2018-19 Brooklyn Nets City Edition jersey, the black with the chikuji trim. Yeah, I would pay everything in my savings, man, for that jersey, for a D'Angelo Russell City Edition jersey from that year. It's the nicest jersey I've ever seen in my life. Do you have a D'Angelo? You have a yeah, Russell I have jersey. the uh, that like gray, like BKLYN. Okay, I yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that they used this the past year, but the like that like dark yeah, gray yeah. they wore. And then, but one jersey I do want to get, like back to the whole sports memorabilia. Is, yeah, there's reports of. The Timberwolves bringing back the tree-inspired oh, yeah. jersey. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm getting a D'Angelo Russell one. Oh, yeah. 
Because he's there That would now. be a really sweet jersey. But yeah, like I have like Vince Carter. I have an old Vince Carter Nets jersey. Like when I was a little oh, wow. kid, I had like, when I, was, when I was a little kid, like I used to go to like all these basketball camps and I always like wanted to like have like a matching like shirt, like jersey and pant and shorts. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, I had Vince Carter's home away, like the white one, the blue one and the red one jersey and shorts wow so yeah I mean, commitment right there i guess i've always had a thing for jerseys i just think they they hold they do hold a value to them especially like if a player is like a stud Solid. like i don't get studs yeah. i get the guys that i like so i haven't Definitely. bought a yankee jersey in a while but i don't like the nike logo so i refuse to get it it just ruins a yankee jersey who's the most recent one that you have for the yankees mariano that's the only one i have <laughs> wow yeah man like I tried to, I tried to get a Glaber jersey back in the last winter. I literally bought it, and then uh, Dick Sporting Goods was like, "Oh, sorry, like we sold out. Like we can't actually sell you the jersey. We refunded you." I'm like, "You're kidding me!" Because I want like a I want the gray one that says New York. Because I think that's a nice jersey. I think that, I think their gray New York one is so nice. Yeah, you like it better than the pinstripes. Nothing beats the pinstripes, but there's just something about it where it says New York across it to me. But, I mean, obviously the interlocking NY and the pinstripes, there's history tradition. I get it. I like the gray. I do. So we'll see. I might get one, but who knows? I just don't like the Nike logo. <laughs> yeah. Jerseys are something that I've always loved too. They, I mean, they hold value. It's mm-hmm. an expensive hobby, but, uh, Oh, everything's an expensive hobby. Like I'm so addicted to golf now, man. Like, Oh really? Like five days a week. Now I can't, but like I get out of work tomorrow. I'm going to go play golf or go play golf, hopefully. And then spend my Saturday playing golf. It's going to be like 50 something degrees. Are you the more pre- warmer days, I will keep getting out there. Are you pretty, are you a pretty good golfer or no, no. So like I started playing like mid August, mid to end of August. Yeah. I really hadn't like I played like, I could probably count on one hand every times I played in my life before that. And I played three days one weekend and really I couldn't put my clubs down. Like I was playing like every day after work in like October. Oh wow. September two, like go play nine. Pretty addicting. The golfing and now, bug like, bit you. I just watch golf like all the time. <laughs> the go- you got bit by the golfing bug? Oh, uh, dude, the itch is real. Like I went I played like a couple weeks ago. I think it was right right before Halloween and might have been right after. And I went to bed the night before. And I was just thinking like how I was gonna approach the first couple holes. And I told my friend that he goes, dude, you got the itch. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's all, he's like, you're going to bed thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it's fun though, man. It's enjoyable. Like I want to get good. And it, remi- it does like, it reminds me a lot of baseball and like, I haven't played baseball competitively played baseball outside of playing just a light catch. Yeah. Since I graduated, I just don't want to play baseball. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like the competitiveness of golf and like the tactics to it is kind of really similar to baseball that like, I guess attracted me. I mean, I love playing some basketball. Don't get me wrong, but. Oh Yeah. It's just something about golf. And it's something that you can definitely play, well, not most of the year. Yeah, let's go down south. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to play every day. Yeah, right? Uh, if I get up to 365 days a year playing golf, that's when you know, like, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you- I'd have to be good at that point, like, shooting, like, below par. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I've liked golf. I like going to the driving ranges, mm. but I've, like, going to top golf, that's a fun time. Oh, yeah. Like, like, once I played, I just couldn't put them down. Like, I like going to the driving range here and there, and then it was like, I want to get better. Yeah. Like, I just want to go play and just play better than I did the day before. <laughs> like, I went, like, two, like, three weeks, two, three weeks ago. I went to play after work one day up at, like, the the golf course down the road from me. I was going to play by myself. Like, I'm so, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go play nine today. And then, um, then I see my, my one friend and he was by himself. I was like, yo, I'll hop in your cart. Let's go play nine. So That's crazy. yeah, uh, it's addicting. Do you have a membership at the course or something like that? 
I know that you did this last time, but do you want to throw out your social media if anybody wants to connect with you to talk yeah, about baseball feel, or anything like yeah, that? Feel, uh, feel free. Uh, my Instagram is Anthony Lucides. My not on Twitter as much. I uh, really try to stay away from that, but uh, Aunt Lucides and then add me on LinkedIn and connect, man. You want to learn about some business, um, partnerships, you want to talk sports, anything, man. Like, let's connect and let's, um, let's enjoy it and just get to know our... Um, what drives us because I think that's really important. Well, I think that's going to wrap up today's interview. Um, it was really awesome to talk to you, Anthony, today and have you back on the show. Hopefully, we can have you back on again soon. Dude, man, thank you for having me. Uh, this was a blast yet again. You know that. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Enjoy it and stay healthy and stay safe. And to everyone that's listening and watching, happy Thanksgiving and enjoy some turkey and some stuffing and all that good stuff. All right. It was good talking. Yeah, man. Thank you, sir. Amen. You too. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Anthony. It was really fun to talk to him again and catch up and recap the previous MLB season and look forward to the 2021 season as well as cover some NBA free agency. I hope you guys have enjoyed what you've heard so far. I'm hoping to drop at least one or two new episodes before the new year. There are a lot of sports that are continuing very soon. The next NBA regular season starts December 20th. 22nd and the NHL is slated for January 13th and it will be really exciting to have both the NBA and the NHL back and baseball will be right around the corner from that as well as if things go as planned for a normal schedule because pitchers and catchers report usually beginning of February and the NFL is obviously going on right now and bowl season for college football is right around the corner and we've been underway with the college basketball season as well for a couple of weeks so there's definitely a ton of sports to talk about and I'm looking forward to the interviews that I have in the pipeline to share with you guys. 2020 has been a crazy year for everybody and I hope that you guys have really enjoyed the content that I have put out so far. It's been a lot of work but it's definitely been worth it. And I'm really glad that I've been able to share part of my story with you guys and being able to help other people share their stories as well and create content for people to listen to because I know podcasts are something that I've really gotten into, especially over the past year and being able to create a platform where other people can share their stories and maybe help other people get into the sports industry is something that I really am grateful that I've been able to do. So I hope you guys have enjoyed what I've been able to share so far and are looking forward to what I have to share down the line. Be sure to follow the podcast on all of its social media channels and be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Every rating helps a ton and I would extremely appreciate it if you guys would share it on your social media, what your favorite episodes are so that I can see what stories you guys have enjoyed so I can kind of try to get more of those type of guests down the line. I hope you guys are having a great holiday season. Um, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving and are looking forward to Christmas here in a couple weeks. Uh, Hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you all next time with another exciting episode.